This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station is live on a Friday, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get your treats ready, folks. It's going to be a huge show. April 29th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jason Shepard, a man who refuses to do the dance move of the year. It's called the gritty. That is true. Um, I don't know if it's the dance move of the year because I'd never heard of it until this morning. Well, That will surprise nobody. You're furthering my case that you haven't heard of it, so it probably is the dance move of the year. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Right right out of the gate. Sure. Uh, You know who is all into it, though? BYU football. Indeed. Check this out Indeed. on TikTok. So this is the uh, the video here. Okay. And uh, so this is the gritty. Okay. All right. Tyler Algier. Okay. Soon to be drafted. We'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later Don't hurt yourself, on. Tyler. Okay. Do yes, not hurt please. yourself. Do not mess up the draft stock. Lopa looks more like Rocky Balboa, like the little boxer step. Uh, I don't think Neil was actually trying. <laughs> and then Chris Brooks. So Ooh, he added a little degree of difficulty with the beverage. So here's the thing. It's a little bit confusing because you want to go naturally with the toe tap. It's not about the toe tap, Jason. It's the heel tap. It's about the heel tap. The reason we know this is because this guy right here, Mr. Boyband himself, <laughs> watched a tutorial on it. So he's super cool. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> 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 Look, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything about how great you look. That you had to watch a YouTube video on how to do it. Listen, I just wanted to cover my bases, Jason. I wanted to make sure that I was going to the professionals to ensure that the heel tap was just so, and you got to have the arms right. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you your props. Uh, how-to video or not, you looked pretty cool doing it. <laughs> I was told. Dude, you got to wear a hat. It's got to be backwards. You probably got to have some swaggy jacket on. You got to own it. I tried to own it. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get roasted on that. <laughs> Whatever. I embrace it. People, we're on television. If you think that we don't expect to be roasted on things, you're kidding yourself. That's why I chose. That's why, like, Jerry chooses not to run. I choose not to gritty. Speaking of which, here's Jason entering. <laughs> Not even an attempt, Jason. <laughs> no. No. Look, I walked. Nothing? I walked into Nothing. this building with one thing, and I'm leaving with one thing, and it's called my dignity. Not even. Okay? <laughs> Not even one heel tap? There, no. I, I Look, I have been in this business for a very oh, long time. Baby. There are things that I have, I have said and done that I'm embarrassed of. It happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Those are things that happened on accident. I uh-huh. was not planning for those things to happen. I am not going to do something on purpose yes. that I will never live down the rest of my <laughs> life. So, no, I chose not to gritty. Yeah, well, I'm the guy that uh, just says yes to everything. The 40-yard dash <laughs> challenge, uh, gritties, racing Jerem on camera. Hey, whatever. I'll race somebody. Whatever. I'm fine racing somebody. <laughs> Would you race Jerem? Oh, in a heartbeat. You'd probably beat him, huh? Do you think your gym technique, because of all of your leg days? You, you, you... No, it's because of the lack of leg days. They're not <laughs> messed up. <laughs> Welcome to a special Friday edition, a gritty edition of BYU Sports Nation. 
Uh, get your swag ready for this show lineup, Jason. <laughs> heel tap, heel we tap, st- heel we, tap. It is 10.04 Mountain Time. Yep. We have spent four minutes uh-huh, uh-huh. discussing the gritty. Yeah. This is the day and age we live in, Jason. Yes. All right. At some point, we will discuss <laughs> BYU football schedule adjustments in the 2023 rundown. We found out yesterday that USC has gone bye-bye. They have added San Jose State, dropped BYU, not a shocker because BYU is going to be in the Big 12, but there are four games remaining for BYU on the 2023 schedule. So if they play a nine-game Big 12 schedule and you got four still remaining, who's got to go and why? Tyler Algiers, hand-picked NFL team. Where do we want him to go? Forget the fit, because we all act like we're experts. We're not. But we can find our perfect ideal fit just on based on our wants, right? And then Chad Lewis, former NFL player, pro bowler, A guy who got the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl is going to join us and talk about what it's going to be like for the BYU undrafted free agents. What's that process like? Because the majority of the prospects this year are probably going to go undrafted. And we're exchanging gifts with Baylor, Jason. Does Caleb Lohner count? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Uh, Today is day two of the NFL draft with rounds two and three starting at 7 Eastern time. No running backs were taken during yesterday's first round, which is somewhat of a surprise. Tyler Algier is expected to be the first Cougar taken, possibly today. The draft will conclude tomorrow with rounds four through seven. Good luck to all the Cougars hoping to be drafted. BYU baseball drops the first game of a very important series at San Francisco, eight to three. The Dons are in sixth place, BYU in seventh place. So needless to say, the Cougars need to rally hard here and pick up the last two wins of this series. They play again this afternoon in Game 2 for Eastern. You can listen to live coverage on BYU Radio with Greg Rubel. Staying with baseball, Reed McLaughlin was named the midseason NCBWA. That is the National College Baseball Writers Association. Stopper of the Year award watch list. So he's on the watch list. McLaughlin has pitched in 18 games this year, racking up seven saves and 20 strikeouts in 18 and two-thirds innings. BYU softball host Santa Clara at home tonight, a doubleheader. You can watch both games live on BYU TV app. First game, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Second game will begin roughly 30 minutes after the conclusion of the first contest. BYU in a must-win scenario if they have any hopes of winning the WCC title and a 13th consecutive conference championship. They're 31-10. Tournament team right now. They don't have much room for error, though, Jason. They got to take care of business today. Maybe, maybe some of the girls can do the gritty as they're crossing home plate on a home run. Violet Zavodnik does that, Jason. I know. It's, it's, so let's, Violet does that. Let's go. Let's go. Men's golf currently in fourth place at the WCC tournament, but only three shots off the lead. Cole Ponich is tied for first overall at 300 par. Round two is today. You can follow along with live updates from the BYU Golf Instagram account, which is at BYUM Golf. Listen. The heavy hitters of BYU men's golf are going to get going today. The fact that there's only three shots off the lead and the big names didn't play yeah, haven't, haven't even, super well yeah. yesterday, it's good news for BYU men's golf. Women's track and field competed yesterday at the Penn Relays. Lexi Halliday finished first in the 3,000-meter steeplechase with a time of just under 10 minutes. Also, three top 10 finishes in the 1,500 meters. Carmen Alder, Kate Hunter, and Heather Hansen 
all representing well in the 1500. Well, we've had Cougars in the NFL. How about Cougars in the USFL? Mm -hmm. Bronson Kafusi, Zach Daw, and the Tampa Bay Bandits. Love that. Take on Tomasi Laulile and the Houston Gamblers tomorrow, 4 Eastern on Fox. I'm a longtime Tampa Bay Bandits fan, Jason. I was asked a month ago who I would root for in the USFL. Yes. Clearly, it's the Bandits. The Bandits. I'm going with the LA Express. Okay. They're not Steve even. Steve Young a, throwback. But they're not even. They're a, not even. How, how are they not back in? Everybody else is back in. Where's the LA Express? It's LA. There's no room for another pro team in LA. <laughs> Paisley Harding played four minutes in the Seattle Storm's preseason game last night against the Phoenix Mercury. Had two points and an assist. Made her only shot that she took. WNBA rosters must be down to 12 players by the start of the season on May 6th. Paisley, to her credit, hanging around. She has a shot. She has a for real a spot. shot in Good the WNBA. Absolutely. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's time to narrow down the schedule in 2023 for BYU football. The Cougars will be in the Big 12 in 2023. Did you know that, Jason? Oh, I knew it. Yeah. You felt it in your bones, which is why you were the guy that was pubbing that for the last decade, mostly on this show. I wrote it in my book of remembrance the day that it happened. It's a question of now whether or not BYU will play nine games in conference or eight. We asked former Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby what it was going to be, and he said, I'd like to keep it at nine. So we're just anticipating that it's going to be nine games for yes. BYU in the Big 12. Nine games, Mrs. Bueller, nine games. In year number one. <laughs> you know you know, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which means BYU has three games left to fill in non-conference play. But they have four left on the schedule, Jason. Tennessee in Provo. That's never happened. At Arkansas. That's never happened. Southern Utah in Provo, and then BYU at Maverick Stadium in Logan, Utah for a rivalry game at Utah State. If you can only keep three of the four, who does not make the cut? Yeah, this one is kind of interesting, and it all really depends on what you value. Are you valuing the opponent? Are you, a value, are you valuing the ability to get more victories before you go into conference play? It really kind of boils down to that. This is how I view it. This is what I would put importance on. You've obviously already played at Tennessee. Yes. You have an opportunity to get Tennessee finally to return that trip back to Provo. Yep. That, that's an SEC team coming to your building. No brainer for me. You do not get out of that game. Having an SEC team like Tennessee coming to Provo is a big deal. Well, Mississippi State is the only SEC yes. team ever yep. in the history of BYU football that has played in Provo. So for me, I'm keeping Tennessee. And for the same reasons, although I'm not talking about coming to Provo, you don't get rid of playing Arkansas. The, the opportunity to go to Arkansas yeah. is, is a big deal. Well, sure. And BYU gets Arkansas at home this year. Yes. So, so you've got to make good on yeah, the deal. Yeah, You can't have them come here and then not go there. So right, right now, I'm keeping Tennessee. I'm keeping Arkansas. But then I also, the other part of me is like, okay, but you also want to make sure that you're not doing too much before you jump into Big 12 play. So for me, that screams you keep Southern Utah. Okay. Sorry, T-Birds. Uh, and then you get rid of Utah State. Because between Utah State and Southern Utah, Utah State is the tougher team. And that game's at Maverick Stadium. Listen, Jason, that's a rough road trip. Anything north of Ogden is just absolutely brutal. Yes. It's, well, it all, isn't everything north of Ogden still Ogden? <laughs> that joke's still funny? I, <laughs> I'm laughing right now. So, so for me, I'm keeping Tennessee, I'm keeping the road game at Arkansas, and then I'm keeping Southern Utah and I'm dropping Utah State. 
And and look, if you're if you're not keeping one of the Tennessee and Arkansas games, then I'm fine keeping Utah State sure. and dropping Southern Utah. But if you're going with both, like I would be in this scenario, I'm dropping Utah State and going again. Sorry, the easier team in Southern Utah. Yeah, the opportunity to have two SEC teams on the same schedule and to uphold your end of the deal specifically with Arkansas and then get the payback from having played at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville and already done the white checkerboard and orange with uh, the volunteers and all that hoopla and then the Mike a miracle. Like, you want that game back. Right. Yeah, BYU already paid their dues to go on the road to earn that home game with Tennessee. And if I'm being completely honest, I know Tennessee, they've got – Huge football players, one of those SEC lines. They seem to be getting a little bit better. They're trending in the right direction. That's a winnable game for me when I look at BYU's schedule in 2023. I don't think, oh, man, no way BYU's going to beat Tennessee in Provo. Come on. Like, BYU fans probably expect BYU to win that game based on what's happened recently with BYU against Power 5 opponents. So keep the game against Tennessee. Hold up your end of the deal at Arkansas. And then, yes, you absolutely need a break. Now, of note, the game against Southern Utah is scheduled for Saturday, November 18th. I am guessing, and this is pure conjecture on my part, that BYU is moving or will attempt to move that November 18th game against Southern Utah to September 9th or September 23rd. Maybe they have a bye between Tennessee and Arkansas. They play one game, they sit out a week, and then they play Tennessee. Makes some sense. Or they play Tennessee, they play Southern Utah. So they have two home games, and then they go on the road at Arkansas before you open up Big 12 play. Maybe the buy is on September 23rd to give you two weeks to get set for Big 12 play. That's what I would do. And I like the series with Utah State. I like in-state rivalries. I think they are fun games. It's why jokes that we bring up are funny to us and super annoying to the other fan base. And Utah State has stupid jokes that they think are funny that we find annoying as well. Like I like those things, but in this scenario – Utah State is the odd man out. It just does not make any sense unless BYU only plays an eight-game Big 12 schedule and it to just keep the Aggies on yeah, the schedule. And it doesn't feel like that's the direction it's going. By all accounts, and you alluded to this, by all accounts, it feels like it's going to be a nine-game conference schedule moving forward in the Big 12. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be eight, especially with 14 teams. I would imagine you will play six teams – well, the five te- six teams in your division, right? Because yes. two seven-team divisions, yes. right? So you'll yep. play every team in your division every year, yep. and then you will play three, three of, of the other half, and, and that will, will rotate yep, it'll flip every, other every other year. year. Yep. It just makes too much sense. Yep. So plan on a nine-game schedule there, and then, hey, sorry Utah State, but it, it just needs to be Southern Utah so BYU has some type of breather because that is going to be an absolutely brutal schedule, which is why deep down I hope – I hope that Jaron Hall is like, you know what, I, I want to play one more year at BYU. And he's the guy to lead BYU into the Big 12 because that is a lot to ask a new quarterback to face. Off topic of this, but something that you just touched on, you know, we're getting to the end of April now. May is going to be here very, very quickly. We're going to probably have a good idea in the next probably, what, three to four weeks when that meeting happens in May with yes. all of the ADs, what that conference is going to look like. Yeah, sure. We're going to know in all likelihood within the next month. Well, BYU gets their first Big 12 schedule in October. In October. It's, it will be released in October. They will know the full 2023 schedule. Well, what we're going to know, the nine versus eight and what Love the divisions it. are, yes. who you're going to face every year and who you're going to face every other year. We should know the answers to that within the next month. Loaded show today, if you can't tell. 
from the gritty to scheduling. <laughs> we'll talk about Tyler Algier's best fit according to the desires of our hearts, but not before our question of the day. If you can only keep three of the four games remaining on BYU's 2023 schedule, which opponent doesn't make the cut? Arkansas, Tennessee, Southern Utah, or Utah State. You tell us which team and why in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right, we have just over 200 votes in right now. Just put this out a few minutes ago. And of those votes, 45% of you say drop Utah State. Almost 42% say drop Southern Utah. That shocks me. Really? Why would you? Really? You drop Southern Utah? No, BYU yeah. needs a breather. You need it. You need a break they there. They need a breather. Yeah, yeah I, that, that makes n- I completely disagree with the 41.6% that say drop Southern Instagram Utah. Instagram has 75% dropping Southern Utah. Yeah, that Utah. makes no, no sense Again, to me. think about this. This is Utah State in Logan. This is on the road. Why would you keep a road game at Maverick Stadium over... Against a tougher opponent. The idea of playing an FCS foe in Provo. No, go for the extra home game. BYU would have seven home games also if they keep Southern Utah. You would think. You would think. Five, at worst, four Big 12 games, but you got to have at least six home games. So keep Southern Utah in Provo. Yeah, that, those numbers really surprise me. Goodbye road contest in Logan. But, hey, the fans speak in their minds. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, coming up, what should BYU get for the school that got them something? And one of our all-time favorites is a former All-Pro tight end, BYU legend Chad Lewis is going to join us to discuss the draft and what those undrafted guys can expect when they're trying to pursue their NFL dreams because he did it. He lived it. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Softball hosts Santa Clara this weekend for a three-game series. It begins with a doubleheader tonight. Watch the game live at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Hopefully we're watching Violet Zavodnik do the gritty over home plate after one of her home runs because that's her thing, and she's done it 11 times this year. Are they going to bring that up on the broadcast tonight? They've got, they're going to have to show that, right? Shep, it's in the annals now. Like, I have no control over what... It's got it's to be played now. Absolute horror is going to happen because I attempted that dance. <laughs> we are live on a Friday. Yes, it is live television alongside Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and we are super pleased to welcome into Studio B once again NFL All-Pro tight end and current member of the BYU Athletic Department staff, Chad Lewis. Chad, thanks for hanging out. What's up, guys? Two real famous quotes. One, more cowbell. Okay. Two, more Violet. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Bring it on. Yeah. He's a special player. Do you even know what the gritty is? I didn't know what it was as of this morning. Do you know what that I've is? I've been seeing people dance. This. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost time to graduate from the gritty and do something else, but it's cool. Okay. I mean, All right. Even Kalani does the gritty when he's excited <laughs> on the sideline. Okay. You know? All right. That's his, that's his style. Okay. I see the dances. I just don't know what, they, what their names are. Chad, what was the desirable dance move in the end zone when you were celebrating a touchdown? Hands up. Just hands up? Bam! Like <laughs> yes. That. When you score a touchdown, it should be like, now it's too orchestrated. It should be like raw emotion. Yeah. yeah. But I don't blame these guys for having something in the bag ready to go. So when you say hands up, I think about Mitchell Jurgen's Starman that after cool. he caught that right. pass against Boise State. That was right? sweet. That was yep. pure emotion. That was right? pure emotion. And Mitch Matthews did the same thing in Nebraska. Yes. I mean, that's just like, bam! 
bam. That's how it works. <laughs> I've also got to think that there's so much emotion going through you at the moment anyway. Even if you had planned it, you it probably slips your mind to begin with. That's why you play the game. Like if you could buy that type of adrenaline, that's why people are going to crack. I mean, they're, they, they can't find a way to get that same <laughs> explosive – piece of emotion going oh, through your body. Yes, so. yes. Uh, just just compete in sports. It's all that's good. Right, that's right. Come Chad, to sports. Yes. Chad Lewis is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler Algier is a rather low-key guy when he's celebrating his own touchdowns, and he did that a lot oh my in gosh. 2021. 23 times. Unbelievable. Just on the ground. What do you think uh, Tyler Algier's expectations should be for the NFL draft I want to hear weekend? his name called today. Me I too. I think he can go yeah. today. I think there's a lot of teams that have talked to me how much they like him, and I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm not one of the coaches, I'm, but I've had scouts say, we love that guy. Love his size. He's much bigger than we thought. I love his, uh, what he does in the fourth quarter. So he gets better as the game goes on. He's super humble. And I sat with him, and, you know, Andy, we talked about it before. He told Andy, I'm willing to play whatever special team's like, hey, do I need to talk to the special team's coach and tell him? And Andy's like, I think you're going to be all right, bro. <laughs> he said, but yeah, go talk to the special team's coach. He, you're not going to have to go find him. He'll find you, and it's going to work out just fine. That's his mentality, though. Yeah, I know. He wants to play football, and he says, I'll play linebacker. I don't care. Love it. He's a great running back. He's proven that against the highest quality competition. He's, he's sweet. I'm always fascinated because we hear about scouts talking to people and, and getting information and sharing it back and forth. What type of questions do they ask you guys? That's a good question because these are smart dudes that do their homework. Then you guys tell me why only 50% of first-round draft picks pan out. What in the world? I thought we were doing our homework. <laughs> right? You guys, right? wild. give me one of those first-round draft picks. I will prove to you I'll make the team. So it's really interesting that 50% of top picks even play and thrive and make a name for themselves. How about so, that stat? Whoa. So what teams are looking for is, what is this guy like off the field? What is he like with his teammates? What is he like in the huddle? What is he like in the moment? Is he scared to carry the ball? Or does he want to carry the ball? So those just simple questions, um, they matter to those guys. Chad Lewis on BYU Sports Nation. If Tyler doesn't have his name called, and he told us earlier, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of expecting fourth round, so early Saturday. Do you start – I mean, as a player, when you're going through this, and you were an undrafted free agent, but how do you kind of manage those emotions the longer this thing drags on? As a football player, you want someone to crack the door open so you can kick it in and go play some ball. That might be a free agent. So if you're Samson Akua, um, Neil Pau, James Empey, you know, whoever, it could be as a free agent. There's nothing wrong with going in as a free agent. I think it's to your advantage. Here's why. When you're in the draft, fifth, sixth, seventh round, teams are going to start calling you, and they're going to say, will you come to our camp? You're going to have a list of teams. Now it's your choice where you go. And hopefully you've done your homework. Hopefully you know I knew exactly what quarterback, what offense, what offensive coordinator, and who they had drafted, who was there. So I made the best decision for me to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. It worked. So these guys are going to have a chance real quickly – to decide where they're going to go. In my case, teams were calling. There were 14 teams. One of them was the Kansas City Chiefs. Marty Schottenheimer was the head coach. I ran out the door with Michelle just to catch our breath real quick and make a decision. Marty, head coach, called my house. My dad picked up the phone. My dad's had a stroke. My dad doesn't know football really well. 
And Marty's like, hey, is Chad there? No, he just went out. He'll be back in just a second. Um, we want him to come to the Chiefs. He's like, okay, who should I tell him's calling? Marty Schottenheimer. My dad's like, okay, how do you spell that? <laughs> um, so he started to spell it. Then he just got ticked. He's like, you just tell him the head coach called, okay? <laughs> so when I got back, my dad told me the story. I was cracking up. It was so funny. So, Can you spell Schottenheimer, please? <laughs> I love it. My dad wanted to get it right for me, you know, and I was just like, oh, dad, I love you so much. That's so good. That's so great. So what type of NFL career do you envision for Tyler Algier? An excellent one because he's productive, because he's humble. He's not going to let other things get in the way. Um, Andy Reid's mantra was remove distractions. Tyler does a phenomenal job, and he's demonstrated that here, of removing distractions. When you saw his, his <clears throat> deep blue, yeah. Yeah. you saw here's a guy that has 50 distractions that could sink a normal man. He thrived under those conditions. So whatever DNA he has to be able to thrive under those conditions, that's a real gift. And so I see him having a great career because he can thrive when chips are down, when there's distractions, when there's a million reasons for him to give up and quit. He's not going to do that. Well, the, the two things that really stand out to me about Tyler when I think about him and his career at BYU, one is his durability. He was always available when BYU needed him. He's an Iron Man. The, the other part is yards after contact. You're not taking this guy down on first hit. You're just not. I have to think from an NFL perspective – both of those things would be enticing. I know. The two things about him, yards after contact and his ability to finish. Yeah. Mm. When you think about running backs getting all the way to the end zone from, from a deep run, very few of them can pop it and hit it and finish. He kept doing that through his whole career, whether it was Boise State or Utah State. I mean, those runs where he broke free and they couldn't catch him. Yeah. That was so impressive. Even in the bowl game at UAB. Yeah, that's Tyler Algier. He's got he's got that gear, even though he's a big dude. Yeah. So he's gonna get the yards after yeah. contact, and he's got the speed to finish. He's got that suddenness, that twitch. You know, patient, patient, patient. Boom! Then through the hole, right? It is like it's next level. It's slow to fast through. That's yeah. what running yes. backs say. But the the sweet thing about him is you talk to him. And you just want to grab his face and give him a hug. Like, he's, he's the sweetest dude ever. I love him. Absolutely. Okay, uh, maybe it's – I think it's probably James Empey. Maybe it's Samson Nakua. But if someone is to have their name called in a ladder round, who do you think that would probably be? You probably want to look at the pro day workout that they had. Uh, Samson lit up that pro day workout with times, strength, demonstration of his athletic ability, and then his charisma. You can't bottle his charisma. He's got something so explosive, and you saw that against Utah when we played them this year. Like, his energy was contagious for every member of our football team. That's really a special gift in football. So he plays with that happiness. He just – he's got it. So his pro day was exceptional. James could go. Neil is an enigma for teams. They like him. They're like, man, this is a big dude, but he's so smooth with his routes. He's yeah. got great hands. He's like, there's so many things to love about him too. So I don't know who it's going to be. I hope, I hope they're drafted for their, for their sake, meaning I hope they get as much money as they can in the sure. NFL as possible. If they go free agent route, there's nothing wrong with that, and they should look at that as that's to their advantage in every way. Step into camp. Light that thing up. 
So last year there was obviously with Zach going number two. I mean, the hype around everything was so great, but also you had the number of guys being drafted this year. Certainly one, hopefully two or more. But what do you think should be the norm moving forward as it pertains to the success that the team has? Because obviously, the more guys you have getting drafted, that means the players on the team were good, which means the team was likely good. Where do you feel is that sweet spot for the number of guys taken and what that means for the football program in general? Incredible question, because when I look way back to 96, we had one player drafted. And we were a team loaded with guys that we ended up playing for a long time, a bunch of us in the league. That so, was a Tula, right? Yeah. So In the seventh round. Right. I mean, and he was coming off a total knee, you know, ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL. And uh, so, I don't know. But what you do see is when teams start drafting more players, it's indicative of a coaching staff doing a better job recruiting, talent evaluation, a better job with the strength coach coaches through their career of yeah. developing that player. And when they're drafted, it's, it really is a hallmark of your team that you're going in the right direction. That's what you want. Yeah. You want your players to get drafted. And then the next generation, the recruits, do you think they're watching that? You better believe <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think their parents are watching that? Big time. They want to go pro. Is your club going to give them an opportunity to go pro? And I think BYU is proving yes. We're an incredible team, incredible coaching staff. We want them to come here and thrive and go to the NFL. That's one of the things, and I, I, if memory serves, I want to say Kalani said it either when he was officially named the head coach or pretty soon after, that that's one of his goals is to get guys to the NFL. And I love the fact that he's being outspoken about that because, I, I mean, I think that's fantastic. That absolutely should be a goal. One of his greatest gifts, and it's a gift, is building culture. Yeah. With culture comes vision, direction. He's able to build the culture that he wants. He's getting very comfortable with who he is as a coach and how he's doing it. And I told him last night, and he was in the presence of all the coaches in, in Utah, I said, you have such a great gift of building culture. And I think the recruits feel that, they see it. The more wins you get on Saturday, the more people are going to come here and play for BYU. Well, it's no surprise that BYU is pacing to have three, four, maybe five draft picks next year. Got a lot of talent coming back. Chad, so great to talk with you. Thanks, Thanks for hanging out with us uh, during the NFL Draft Weekend and for bringing your energy and charisma Marty to this Schottenheimer. <laughs> That's a great story. It's S-C-H. You just tell him the head coach. So. <laughs> it's so what a great story. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, thanks, you guys. All right, coming up, will, uh, will last year be more like the years to come for BYU in the NFL Draft? And is Trevor Maddich an underrated media personality? Hey, why not? That beard was. That list has been made. We're going to discuss it next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel. Get all the interviews as well as BYU Sports Nation right now episodes by subscribing to and sharing the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel. He is Jason, who opposes the gritty. I am Spencer, who embraces the gritty. I don't oppose the gritty. I oppose the doing the there's a difference i stand corrected <laughs> this is byu sports nation on a friday to interact with the show and get content throughout the day you know what to do follow us on all the major social media platforms including facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok 
I know you're a big TikTok guy with all those dance moves, Jason. Yeah, let me give you my account. Oh, wait, I don't have one. <laughs> Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. I'm really coming off as the get off my lawn guy today. All right, man alive. All right, was the fact that no running backs were drafted a good or bad thing for BYU's Tyler Algier? Uh, I don't think that I put too much stock into the idea that, oh man, like there were no running backs taken in the first round, so he's going to slide all the way down. Running backs are a different beast in the yeah. NFL now. Mm -hmm. um, I expect a bunch to go in the second and third rounds. So first round, whatever. Um, if there are a few running backs taken in the second and third rounds, that's when I need to be concerned. But right now, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ultimately, I don't think it's good or bad. I'm somewhat indifferent on it for a lot of the reasons that you said. But also, if you look at some of the best running backs in the NFL right now, most of them are second, third, fourth, even fifth or sixth yeah. round guys. I just don't think it matters as much anymore. You don't have to get a running back in the first round anymore to get production sure. and to be able to win games in the NFL anymore. Yeah, I think Tyler's still pacing for a mid-fourth round That's uh, Look, t today's the day, though, where you start paying attention. Third round, third to fifth, that's, that's the area where he's going to be drafted. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich comes in at number 49 on the top 100 best media personalities in college football list from Big Game Boomer. And for the record, he's tied to BYU because he's always on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Okay? Do you think he should be higher or better ranked on that list? Look, I do. Now, I granted, we're going to be biased because we know him, we like him, he's, he's a former Cougar, he joins the show all the time. I also think he's really, really good at yes. what he does. So honestly, I would have had him higher than that. Well, they got Reese Davis at number 25, which I think is just an abomination. That's way too low for Reese. So Reese is way too low. Trevor's way too low. I'd probably put Trevor in the top 25 and Reese somewhere up in the top 10. Oh, e Reese Davis Come on easily now. in the top 10. That's yes. not even in question in my mind. All right, Ashley Hatch has six goals in the Challenge Cup leading the NWSL. She led the league in the regular season last year. How long do you think she can continue her reign as the scoring queen of the NWSL? Well, I think it's going to last at least through this year. So it's going to be two years running, maybe three. There's a reason that she's competing for the United States yeah. women's national soccer team. Like, she's going to be in the World Cup, Jason, representing yeah. BYU. Yeah. So this reign that she's having scoring goals, it's going to, it's going to last through this year. It'll be at least two years. And who knows? Why not? Why cap it there? Why not go three years in a row? Look, I'm not putting a cap on this at all. She is one of the best former Cougars in the pros. Her career probably hasn't even scratched the surface on what she can do, not just in the NWSL, but with Team USA and everything moving forward. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that there is a top to this at all. Jason Jerry Bohannon, the Baylor quarterback has entered the transfer portal. Does this essentially guarantee a BYU victory over Baylor when the Bears make the return trip to Provo early next season? You know, Spencer, I'm gonna need a guarantee. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't guarantee anything. I think what uh, what you should be hanging your hat on is the fact that Jared Hall is back. Yes. This game is in Provo, and BYU knows what happened in Waco and they want an opportunity to rectify it. Yes. That's what should give you more hope than the fact that uh, Jerry, don't call me Gary Bohannon. Sure. <laughs> Shout out to Parks and Rec. Yes. I know you know. Uh, no, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it does make BYU's chances better, certainly. Yeah. If you have the quarterback matchup head-to-head -head and it's clearly advantage BYU and you're at home, 
yeah, it, it, it helps. Okay, this one, speaking of Baylor, Baylor football sent a gift for BYU football, and it's the stretch Y with the Big 12 logo piece that they had displayed when BYU went to Baylor last year. This was actually in the uh, the broadcast booth, yeah. which is really, and apparently they do that for all the visiting teams that come into town. What should BYU's return gift to Baylor be? How about a big old L when they play each other in football? Well, that's not being nice. <laughs> now, I granted, I hope that they do get the L, but that's... Okay, fine. It seems a little petty and vindictive, but BYU's already given Baylor the gift. It's Caleb Lohner. Like, they've, it's, the gift has already been given, Jason. Uh, I didn't want to give that one away either. Yeah. Uh, what, what should we give them? Like a gift? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a gift card to Maverick or something? <laughs> Get him like a gift card. Hey, thanks for this super nice framed picture of the Big 12. Here's a Maverick gift. Uh, proclamation to the family. How about that? We give him a, one of those. Say, that might resonate. They're a religious school. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But by the way, <laughs> really disappointed that, that that logo in the Big 12, the, the piece of art, which I like to call it, that did not end up at my house because I would put that up in a second. Jason, did you know that the Big 12 logo has been in Studio B since the inception of this show on television? Do you know it's been in my heart my entire it life? It has. It has. Okay. Yeah, a little, little Easter egg back here. <laughs> it's been here since 2014. We're just, we're just foreshadowing things that are going to happen. All right, let's go. All right, coming up, we update today's poll question. Which team doesn't make your cut? And is the future for BYU football in the NFL draft... A boom or a bust? Seems like a boom next year, Jason. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball looks to bounce back on the road after dropping game one at San Francisco yesterday afternoon. Catch game two today for Eastern on the BYU radio app. It's a big, big series man, for the Cougars. Oh man. Pressure's on for sure. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Today is the day, we hope, where Tyler Algier gets his name called to an NFL team. If it's not today, we think it's going to be early on Saturday in the fourth round. But either way, he'll know by the end of Saturday where he's going to be pursuing his NFL dream. Uh, Jason, <laughs> you know, as much as I want to say, what's the best fit for yeah. Tyler Algier? It's not about that because there were 29 teams at BYU's Pro Day. 29 of the 32 NFL teams. Okay, so clearly there's a Wasn't lot. Wasn't it your Bengals who weren't there? Yeah, what the heck, man? What, they don't they don't like good players? <sighs> Apparently not. Apparently they don't want to draft Tyler Algier and help, maybe, help maybe that would have been the, the Super Bowl. Maybe that would have been the difference in the Super Bowl. Oh Obviously you wouldn't have made it because we would have beat you. Really, the Chiefs would have. <laughs> we. <laughs> I love, you're, such a, you're such a Chiefs fan. I respect it. Yes. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Still hurts. Uh, yeah, well, go Bengals. Um, okay, Jason, let's throw out the best fit because, like, clearly his skill set yeah. will fit anywhere. Yeah. He's so versatile. Where do you want Tyler Algier to end up? See, I, look, I don't know these rosters up and down to say, okay, well, it's certainly this team. I want him to go to the place, and I realize I'm talking in circles here. So what's the best fit? You know, I want him to go where it is the best fit. Because it's not a, it's not about the the where you're drafted. It's about who you're drafted by and how they plan to use you. I love the idea early on. Certainly, special teams is going to be how he's used. That's how a lot of these young players are used. But I think Tyler Algier in, at the NFL is a perfect third down back. 
Because a lot of things that we talked about with Chad Lewis in terms of his ability to take a hit, yards after the catch, if you're needing those tough yards, he can give them to you. Oh, and by the way, to what you brought up, not only can he get those tough yards and be physical, yeah. he also has the speed, which is such a great combination for a running back. So, like, look, I would love for him to go to my Chiefs, but that's a selfish thing that probably isn't going to happen. I want him to go to a place that they're going to give him a legitimate chance to be an NFL running back because I think that's what he is. I think he's shown that at the college ranks, and I think there is no, no question in my mind that this is a guy that could have a 10-year career in the NFL. Man, he just watching his highlights right now on BYU TV. He just is a special football player for sure. His ability to find to tick 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 boom and then explode through the hole by the offensive line is just it's next level. Um, and I think it fits with most teams. Like again, twenty nine of the thirty two were here at Pro Day. Any of them would be a good fit for Tyler Algier. But I do like because of the way he plays football, the black and blue history and the teams that are associated with, like, old-school, hard-nosed, physical football. So you're talking, like, the Bears, the, the Steelers, Packers. the Packers, yeah, the Bears, uh, the Raiders. Like, I th- Please, no. I know Please you, no. I know you don't want Tyler to be on an opponent I, against your Kansas City Chiefs in the same division, but the Raiders, the Steelers, the Bears, the Packers, like, they just – they kind of embody – his physical style of play. Well, and look, it, it's also going to depend on the type of quarterback that they have. Because if you have a quarterback that is a running quarterback, that's obviously going to eat some of the carries away from the running backs in general. So maybe you do want to go to a pass-first, pro-style type offense where they use a running back more traditionally. Yeah, know, maybe, that, maybe that's another option. Well, now that you mentioned the quarterback thing, uh, I was also thinking about this. Uh, to be honest with you, Cincinnati, yeah, actually makes a whole lot of sense if we're talking about a specific well, and team. It wouldn't. It's isn't that how it so often happens? Like the team that's not there, like at the pro day, they just draft yeah. him, and yeah. you're like, what? I know. I was totally not expecting that. That happens so much. But I want him to be able to play with a good quarterback. I really do. I yeah. thought about that on the commute in today. I was like, man, I just want Tyler to be in a situation where he has like a top 10 NFL quarterback, because that will help him a lot. It'll take pressure off of uh, him as an offensive player transitioning into his rookie season. Like, if they're throwing it all over the place and defenses are having to guess, like, guess what? You're going to have, like, a probably a, just a breakout rookie season because things yeah. are going to happen. You're going to have more opportunity. Teams are going to be able to key on you. All right, so I want to ask you this question, and we touched on this with Chad. Talking about kind of what the future looks like in terms of the NFL draft for BYU this year one for sure hopefully more but obviously not like the five that we saw last year when Zach went and you know yeah that's tied for second most in BYU football history along with three other years so so I guess what do you feel is more likely moving forward is it closer to the one or two that we may see this year or is it closer to the five that we saw last year Uh, with BYU transitioning into a power five conference like I'm leaning more towards three or four like three or four picks on average every year. Just because of the type of recruit that BYU will get and is getting right now. BYU is probably going to have at least four draft picks next year. We think Jaron Hall is going to go very early. Blake Freeland is a draft pick. Peyton Wilgar, probably a draft pick. Puka Nakua, can he be a draft pick? Among others. Like, who else is going to take the next step next year? Kingsley Suamataia, is he going to have a fantastic year and take his five-star status 
And NFL teams are like, hey, we saw enough from you at BYU in that one season. Let's develop you in the pro league. Come, is he going to be a fifth draft pick? I'm, I'm leaning more towards three or four every year as BYU makes the move into a Power 5 conference. They'll just get better recruits. It's going to happen based on the nature of the conference that they're playing in, the money that they will have because, uh, because of that, and the ability to develop uh, resources and different training facilities uh, on campus. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. See, for me, I, I think it is more than reasonable every year, especially with going into the Big 12, the recruits, you know, getting – you know, hopefully that the recruiting starts to ramp up a little bit and you're starting to get maybe these higher profile players coming in like you were just talking about. I, I think the two to three is absolutely reasonable and leaning more towards the three than to the two. If you go back in BYU's history, and, and really, I, I kind of looked from the 80s on, really. So 81 and 86, you had seven. Seven. But you got to remember, there was also a lot more rounds Yes. In the NFL draft. Sure, it went to, so, what, like thir- 12 or 13 12, 12, rounds? Yeah. 12 rounds, yeah. So in 81 and 86, you had seven. In 85, 95, 02, and 21, you had five. So I, I think that that three, if you can get to four every year, but I think that sweet spot is if you can have three draft picks every year, that's that's kind of the goal. And, and I think that will tell you where the BYU program is, not just in the eyes of the NFL, but in terms of wins and losses during the season, if you've got three NFL guys on your roster every year, you're always going to be successful and in the running, especially now that you have something to play for in terms of a conference championship. BYU is pacing now, getting back to those offensive lines, of having an offensive lineman drafted in every year yes. from 2023 on. Like that, that's probably going to happen, which is a fantastic sign because that's where they hung their hat in the 80s and in the late 90s and early 2000s, like BYU was having a bunch of guys drafted from the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, it starts there. Linebacker, like BYU should have linebackers and tight ends and yes. offensive linemen, right? And then if you throw on a quarterback now and again, now we're talking about that four draft picks, right, yeah. per, per year. I, I think that is very, very reasonable. It's a realistic goal for BYU to have moving forward. And that's fun to think about because that means a whole lot of winning along the way. In all likelihood. Uh, a whole lot of winning has happened. Yeah, agreed. 11 in 2020, 10 wins in 2021. How many in 2022? All right, coming up, rise and shout out to a guy who's about to have a big weekend. And which team did not make the final cut in today's poll question about which team BYU needs to drop on the 2023 football schedule? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day. If you could only keep three of the four games remaining on BYU football's 2023 schedule, which opponent doesn't make the cut? Arkansas, Tennessee, Southern Utah, or longtime rival Utah State? Twitter poll response. Out of almost 400 votes thus far, 46.5% say drop Utah State, which is on par with what we That's say. That's what we think should happen. And this happen. is not because I don't want the rivalry game to continue. I just think BYU needs to take advantage of the two SEC opponents and hold up their end of the deal with Arkansas, and then they need a breather against Southern this, Utah, and it's a home game. Look, let's be honest. If you're upset as an Aggie fan, this is a backhanded compliment is what we're giving you. Yes. If you think about it. Yes. Utah State is... 
He's a good team. He's a good team. They're a good team. And that game is in Logan. Yes. Like, BYU needs a break. They'll have 11 Power Fives on the schedule. Is it Utah State or Southern Utah? Uh, Southern Utah and Pro Bowl over Utah State and Logan. Jim Roberts on Twitter says, Arkansas and Tennessee are the back half of home and home, so BYU keeps those. Utah State doesn't really need us to help make their athletic budget. Southern Utah just might need BYU's money to make their athletic budget work. Plus, there's the whole I'm tired of Utah State injuring our quarterbacks thing. Uh, That absolutely is a factor. Hey, uh, speaking of, Taysom Hill was at the Jazz game last night throwing out footballs. Oh, Okay. The game, I don't know how that ended. I can't remember. All right. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort has absolutely nothing to do with our poll question. You are famous, my oh friend. Oh, my goodness. See, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. This is why you watch a tutorial this on how to do not a joke. Things. The creator of the gritty. <laughs> the creator of the dance. Stephen W. Gritty. No, La Gritty 2X. In response to BYU Sports Station saying, how would you rate Spencer Linton's gritty? Responded with five... Laughing until I cry emojis. <laughs> How do you interpret that, by the way? <laughs> uh, that, that we were doing it or that, I, that, your, that I should be embarrassed? Your, your version of the gritty. Come on. Yeah, of course. I, like, he needs to laugh. I appreciate, I appreciate the honest the feedback. The guy that invented the dance oh, man. saw your gritty. Oh, boy. <laughs> and sent five laughing until I cry emojis You're big in time. response. Oh, you boy. are big and time, no, I appreciate the honest feedback. You know, it is, it is what it is. I knew I was going to get roasted. <laughs> Why not get roasted by the guy that created the dance? Wow. <laughs> L-A-H gritty, huh? The power of social media, Jason. Look, it makes power the world of very media. small. Yes, I can't wait. Oh, look at white BYU guy trying to do the gritty. I'm going to get 17 million tweets making fun of me today. You know what? Don't care. I wonder when the guy who created the Foxtrot is going <laughs> to jump does, on and say, What does the Fox say? <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason, who gets it? How about Tyler Algier? We expect to hear his name either later tonight or early tomorrow. Good luck to him. Can't wait to see where he goes. Special thanks to our guest today, Chad Lewis, who was fantastic. Conversation continues 24-7. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Log Gritty 2X.